0: just hit record <laughs> i don't know why that, i don't know why i made that so formal but it's true i did it i did it that's all. what
1: we're here for is the recording part right
0: <laughs> that's right that seemed very formal to me <laughs> yes all right all right fred <clears> throat> yes throat> we're doing it we're doing her baby yeah, let's get her done. Eh? G- Come on. Uh, do you want you going to tease? So we have a big announcement to make today, so we'll tease that. Uh, we've got an, uh, an award winning podcaster on the show. Not one of us, of course. And uh, Fred's got some information about how long we're all going to live. And I have an update from yesterday's uh, Rat Patrol. Oh,
2: oh, excellent. Yeah, uh yeah. We we were having a conversation with Dan prior to the show about, you know, relax and you know, he's made a big purchase and enjoy it going forward and Howard had made the point that, you know, you only have so many days left and this stats can thing I'm going to tell you about It does It, it, it makes you think Makes you think Okay, okay. So that's the makes tease
0: That's the tease mm-hmm. So when we Tease efficient. me baby Come on Come on okay. Tease me baby Alright there <laughs> Okay Hey we haven't talked about this Off the air or on the air I can't Maybe we did There was a picture Circulating amongst us Of our former boss Yes and hanging out with Brother Bill in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a great picture. It was uh, very sweet. I guess our buddy Stu had gone to visit, or I don't know whatever the circumstances were. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it's interesting. We're talking about aging. How both of those guys—they look great. But Stu, particularly, I, he hasn't changed at all. To me, it looks—he no. looks—he looks exactly the same. Hmm.
2: He does absolutely. I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked when I saw that picture. He looks like he did in, you know, 95, for Christ's mm-hmm. sake.
0: Do you think people, Dan, do you think people, oh, oh, speaking of teasing, I forgot about this. I also have a, uh, a story about a, a, a particular type of fruit in Canada that could give you salmonella. Dan, when people yes. meet you, and they, they must say this, that you haven't changed a bit.
1: I've heard that many times, yeah. God, I what think is really the only only thing that's changed is my my hair color has gone a lot grayer. So that's the only real. See, I, I disagree I with that. Oh, Dan is still a very good looking man.
2: But to me, he looks like a, a distinguished older gentleman now. When I see t- uh, pictures of the trailer like 15, 20 years ago, he looks so, so youthful. It's almost shocking. Like, boy, Dan looked that youthful. Because he always, you know, with the big, strong head and
0: jaw. <laughs> He's one, when, you know, what do you think's happened to his head and jaw in the ensuing years?
2: No, I'm just saying with the gray hair and yes. just the
0: way, you know, to me, he looks like a distinguished older gentleman. Um, the point I wanted to make, too, is when mm-hmm. people say that to me, and it's, they say the odd time, oh, you haven't changed. I'm like, well, to your point, when I look at pictures, I think I've changed. I don't think I look anything like I used to look.
2: You no, know, same here. You know awful. I always say that to doll and she gets mad at me. So we say you don't know what it's like to come through life being <laughs> oh shut up she says to me I said seriously you've just floated through life beautiful and oh there's dolls she's beautiful what do you think it's like for me when people look at me and go oh my god
0: when the kids were here last week they were you know you know I've been around them for eight solid days 24-7 for a while but I didn't I knew they took a lot of pictures but man they take a lot of pictures like they're just always taking pictures and, and I, what do you do with them exactly but mm-hmm. And they were taking pictures of me. I'm like, no, don't take pictures of Daddy. Because I just can't stand it anymore. You know, because I just, I see this old, grizzled seafarer. (laughs) That's what I look like. I look like I've just come from sea. (laughs) We uh... (laughs) Like some shellfish. Um... (laughs) Yes. Some (laughs) withered crustacean. (laughs) That's right, some, star, some gray starfish, they can barely move. <laughs> so last night, uh, we're at
2: Melanie's, my daughter's. Johnny Slapshot his 11th birthday Saturday, but because of our schedule, we had to do his family birthday last night. And same thing, we're sitting there having supper, and at one point, Mel says, everybody turn around, and she takes a picture and then later sends it. You know, and there's my son, a handsome guy, and my daughter, beautiful, my son-in-law, a nice-looking fella, doll, of course, (laughs) doll, and the kids, and then there's me, and I was wearing a toque, because I was cold. I'm cold all the time anymore.
0: (laughs) You're wearing a toque in the house? Yeah.
2: In the house, yeah, because I I get cold, and wearing a toque keeps me warm, you know, I, we'd come in it was winter here yesterday, Howard, you can't relate, and then there's this you know, this beautiful family, and then this thing just sitting at the <laughs> end of the table with a big round
0: this thing it's sort of a, a big round puffy fucking head <laughs> with a toque on it <laughs> <laughs> you see, see Dan the reason Dan's not saying anything, he can't relate either, he doesn't understand oh. about self-loathing and looking in the mirror and just wanting to just fucking hammer yourself with something <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't understand dad, it, dad doesn't get it seriously like Charlie took a picture of me as I was walking we were going out a couple days ago and I, she was ahead of me and she started I could see she was her camera was pointed at me and I just get all self conscious and then, then I look yeah. at it and they think they're like oh daddy you've never looked better and I'm like look at me <laughs> does anyone see this thing that crawled out of the ocean And, you know, like
2: up at around the pool and up north. And it's like when the camera comes out and you're in a bathing suit, it's like I run into the shed and hide. Hmm. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know what Ever where's since dad he's in the shed and he ain't coming out yeah dad's not until the away. camera's put away yeah when, like when <laughs> people are around me I want them to put their cameras away like it's some type, type of security meeting like okay everyone's yeah. cameras in a box yeah.
2: why the fuck can't it be 1985
0: anyway <laughs> Dan does any of this make any sense to you
1: it all makes sense I understand what you guys are saying and talking about of no, course please
2: one of the greatest, although they don't, well, they do, I guess. I've seen One of the greatest sounds in Dan's life is the click of a camera. Mm. He loves that sound. Mm-hmm.
0: I do. By Especially the way, Dan ever, Dan, ever since you pointed out that, <laughs> ever since you pointed out that after he speaks, he goes, hmm, I, <laughs> I can't. I, I know can't. another sickening thing about it. I can't stop hearing it at the end oh. of his just a second ago. And that, that's also what made me laugh. Well, the kids mock me <laughs> for that, too. Oh, fuck. That's funny. Dan, you know what? Or Let's, when I
2: go to do something,
0: I'm like, and they mock me i make this sound like i don't know oh yeah i don't know well the, here's like my, my kids spent eight days mocking me for various things apparently i start a lot of sentence with uh by the way or you know and, and i'm like, oh, I'm yeah. like <laughs> i don't even know it's not even by the we weren't even talking about anything I just go oh, by the way um can we start the show dan did you all, that-
2: all because of this howard and i not so much you dan will like the new stats can numbers
0: on life expectancy oh i hope we, i hope we have less time i really do yes howard <laughs> we do so, so much anguish <laughs> we we want to get off this planet now dan dan are you ready mm-hmm. ready to go okay <laughs> oh, okay
1: Hey, this episode, by the way, this episode of Humble and Fred, is being by the way, is being broadcast to the world from our mobile state-of-the-art Humble and Fred studio in Puerto Aventuras, Mexico, from our well-equipped basement facility in Brampton with a new tablecloth, and from a street-side porch in Stratford with four inches of snow on the windowsill and is brought to you by The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Boron One, EVnet.ca, Palma Pasta, Bodog, and Kelsey's. And now, here are two men who are creating seasonal sculptures, one out of snow and the other out of sand. Yes, two giant poop emoji creations on different ends of the continent. It's the artist known as Humble and Fred. Righteous Dan, righteous. Well
0: done and righteous to you. Uh, Larry Fedorik, who just keeps getting nominated for a podcast award after podcast award, will join us for his. Monthly drop-in Looking forward to Larry Fedor. Tomorrow Stuart Reynolds Better known uh, as Brittle Star Will be our Wednesday guest And I just want you guys to know right now I'm working on a Soprendido For Thursday I'm Don't I mean I'm, it's a surprise So don't oh. ask me what it is I'm working on it though Is that what Soprendido means? Soprendido is a Great Spanish word So is By the way Dan for the news, yeah. when, when they talk about news, the word is noticias. What's the news? K noticias. And I have some news about the rat issue here.
2: When you talk about a surprise, like a surprise guest,
0: you're talking kind about? of smartless styles. Yeah, I'm going to keep it to myself and I'm going to bring them on and hopefully oh. surprise you with them on Thursday. If not, when you oh. come back. Would I know the person? Then I don't I'm not gonna tell you anything about the right. person because then all right, will I
2: work. will not probe you anymore.
0: <laughs> hmm.
2: <laughs> oh I will not
0: probe prob, probe you anymore. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very quickly, the update on uh, the rat issue. There's a, a kind of a utility cupboard, or you know, like it's it's in the kitchen, but it's but you know it's it's not a it's, it's not like a cupboard where the spices or any anything goes. It's sort of a, a utility cupboard for uh, venting. That's how I what's what I found out yesterday. And behind, there's been a, some rats in the building. A couple of weeks ago, we had the rat guy here. Remember, I told you about the guy who had only had like four teeth. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
2: not the. That- the guy with yeah not the guy with half a hand not the guy with the, not the guy, the guy
0: with the stump hand that's the yeah. bike guy mm-hmm. but the rat guy only had like quattro uh, donteels this guy yesterday he had all his teeth he came in here and uh, he opened up that utility covered and i'm expecting rats to just kind of r- funnel out all over the place and this guy spoke zero english and to be honest with you i was I wasn't much help, but whatever Spanish I can speak, it didn't apply to that situation. I kept having to go to my phone and look up words he was saying to me, because honestly, I got lost. What do you do, shoot him? No, Daniel. He opens the utility cupboard where all these little, what I thought were baby rat sounds for days now. I've been hearing it behind this wall. And it turns out not to be rats, fellas. Uh Oh. Oh. It turned out to be... Mapaches oh. Which is the Spanish word for Raccoons what? Oh Really? Baby Cuatro Mapaches Four baby raccoons Yeah brothers Raccoons he, Could he get at them? Oh yeah How did he get at them? Well, they were only Like they were only down I've got some video I'll send them to you They were only they were just Cute little things they were only down like a foot or two below the surface of the counter, so he could reach in and with he got a shovel and a bag, oh. he got a be left here with a bag of, rat, um, of uh, raccoon babies. And where the heck was the mother? Must have been yeah. that, like, crazy. Well, we're not going to because that's what I was trying to ask him in Spanish. You know, ¿Dónde está su madre? Like, where's the mum? And he was sort of explaining in Spanish Basically that if the mom comes back And the babies are gone Then she won't come back Right Because I was thinking Okay she's going to come back And then she's going to be fucking mad <laughs> Like She's yeah. going to be mad so at me you Exactly yeah. And she's going to come crawling out of the utility cupboard And go full on r- r- Raccoon mama on me And so what did he do
2: to prevent Them coming back Anything? Uh, I don't know What do you mean? Well, if they come once, they could come again. Usually when they remove pests,
0: they'll take measures to prevent them coming back. Well, I don't know that. Uh, there was no measures taken that I could see. Uh, I, I, for me, I thought the case was closed. But yeah, I mean, I guess if mom, if she found a good spot to have babies, maybe she'll come back and have babies there again. Um, I did, don't know. Um, did he say what he would do with the babies? He's not going... He did say that he's not... They don't kill the babies. They put them somewhere where... I guess they just throw them out. I don't know. You know what I... They put them
2: somewhere where they die. <laughs> I don't
0: We don't, we don't kill them. We don't, we don't kill, kill them. Kill them. <laughs> we don't kill them, he said.
2: Which I don't have a problem with because, you know, my attitude. I love animals, but when they start
0: being a pain in the ass, time to go. But everyone... My daughter's... Senora, that was all. They all they wanted to know is what happens with the babies, and I kept saying, mm-hmm. "I don't know. I'm not in the raccoon I don't care. <laughs> that's what I, I'm not in the raccoon baby disposal business." Right. No, I agree. Anyway, so that's <laughs> the update on the uh, mapaches. That's a new word I learned yesterday. You
2: know, I had the problem with the mink in the boat several years ago, and it, I'll tell you, man. You know, we took that thing up to the other end of the lake, and the next day it was right back under my dock. And then my buddy Shep, he, he trapped the thing, and I was hoping he would just drop the cage into the water and drown it, but he didn't. Heart of gold, takes it down the highway, lets it out. Again, a few days later, bah, it found its way back. It's uncanny. So sometimes you just have to be cruel. you got to be cruel to be kind to yourself, is what I say.
0: Hmm. Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm. Mm. Well, that's the end of that story. That's uh, Dan. Will uh, do? You have any noticias,
1: or should we go right to how long we're going to live? Let's go right to how long we're going to live, and then you can get into the uh, fruit. Oh yeah, and then I'm going to tell and, you about then a fr-
0: gonna then I'm going to tell you about a fruit, about fruit, a fruit a that's a, a um, salmonella. And I'm going to tell you before we get to my fruit story. I'm Not a big fan of this fruit. And, and I'm curious about you two, uh, Dan. Uh, so hang around, Freddie. What is the uh, story of the uh, life expectancy?
2: Well, uh, from StatsCan again, these aren't um, these aren't super detailed uh, stats. Uh, the ones they've just released are general for Canada, and I'm quite surprised. I'm not surprised that for the third straight uh, th- uh, third year in a row, third straight year in a row, um, life inspe- expect expect. Expectancy in Canada has gone down. And of course, you know why. Like so many things tied to COVID. Uh, but in Canada, in 2019, life expectancy average was 82.3, which I thought was low because I thought women were a lot higher than men. But we're talking generally 82.3. Okay. And in 2022, it was... Uh, so down a year so that's a bit of a concern but again they say you know this is tied to covid because of all the covid deaths and a lot of the covid deaths were people over 65 years old but it has dropped Um, they say 42 percent of people in canada die from still cancer and heart disease and if that holds steady You know, life expectancy might have jumped up a bit, actually. But this COVID thing, causing these tens of thousands of deaths across the country over the past couple of years, has affected it. Uh, Biggest drop, biggest drop across the country, Saskatchewan. Dropped two full years in that time frame. Two full years. From what, 82 to 80? 80? No, no. The Saskatchewan numbers were 80.5 in 2019. To seventy eight point five.
0: Really? Yes.
2: And this is taking men and women into account. Now, does, it break, uh, upper, does it break Does it break yeah. it
0: down? Do women still have a,
2: a longer life expectancy, or no? I couldn't find. I couldn't find that data. It might come out today. This is the general um, wow. average of Canadians.
1: Did they mention anything about fentanyl and and uh, drug deaths? Is that that part of it?
2: Uh, no. That would be on the list. They just. You know, by far, cancer and heart disease are the leading cause of death in Canada. But these numbers, again, have been affected by COVID. And I imagine, I would imagine, you know, I can't say for sure. I would imagine over the past two years, two and a half years, whatever it was, the COVID journey, three years, um, it killed more people than maybe overdoses. Not sure. Not sure. But I would assume, because we're talking, again, tens of thousands of people. And you know it's shocking. You know, ninety-one percent of the people that died from COVID were over sixty-five years old, which lends itself. Did we overreact during COVID? Easy to say now, but well, easy at to the say. Time, was it an old? Was it an old per, per person's disease? Did we need to really go through what we did? Yeah, but we wouldn't Again, have In known Retrospect, that. easy to say. Yeah.
0: yeah, easy to say now. The time, and also before I finish that sentence, let me start a new one. Also, you know, taking into consideration the people who didn't die. Because of mitigation, because of vaccination, because of all the steps we took to keep people safe. Who knows? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. So those are. But again, from our (laughs) standpoint, Howard, um,
0: it's this is good. It is good news. This is, this is for people that are you know just tired of being alive it's great news <laughs> the anguish
2: is pushed back a bit now also these numbers do not it gave the you know, worst case scenario which was saskatchewan but it didn't give the best case scenario
0: well does it give ontario
2: no i don't see ontario in atlantic canada the rate of COVID 19 deaths uh was more than seven times higher last year than compared with the year before so they they uh, found a drop as well in life expectancy a little more than the average of one year so this covid thing and now and attached to that there is a surge of covid cases in ontario over the past couple of weeks which makes me think about i haven't even thought of the shot I haven't thought of the flu shot yet. You know, uh, do I have to do, again, my part and get the COVID shot? Getting on a plane on Thursday? Should I wear a mask? All these things.
0: I saw a story last night on my way to sleep that uh, in China, there has been a surge of a flu-like something or other. And uh, they're not saying it's uh, COVID, but they're saying that, you know, there are a, a huge number of people being affected by it. I came on. Li- listen, I, I have still one shot to go. Like, I think most people like you can. I, I have still not gotten my fifth shot. Have you guys? Yeah, I got my fifth. Have you, Dan? I'm, I'm right up to this
2: fall, whatever they're
0: offering this fall. Yeah, I, I, go, I, I guess I and I never got a flu shot, but mm-hmm. I'm going to get my fifth COVID shot when I get home. Mm-hmm
2: but i am really concerned of cuz all the people i know that have got deathly ill from the covid shot is alarming i you know it makes me Pause. Take pause. You know, because I've I've had friends and relatives die from the COVID shot. <laughs> so, you know, many. Yes, so many, yeah. Crawling in the streets, they're so sick from the
0: COVID shot. This horrible shot that
1: you know. Yeah, p- people have had coffee shots. Are just uh, falling over. <laughs> Dan, have you had all your? Are you up? To, have you had four shots? Three, five? Where are you at? I, I whatever whatever the maximum amount. I, I'm I'm due for the one. That I was waiting for the one to come out in the fall. I actually went into a drugstore to get uh, the shot. And they had run out of the COVID shot. Okay, uh, but they had the flu shot, so I got the flu shot. I was going to get them both at the same time. And they, uh so I'm I'm up on the flu. I'm uh, 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 where I'm in Stratford. The uh, the guy that owns this place, he ended up with COVID, and uh, he's he's got COVID in Toronto right now. Back to the life. Fred Ball, so
2: Fred Ball says he's had seven shots. What? That's sort of greedy, I'd say. Like hey, yeah, it's
0: like. Quit hogging on. Quit hogging. So he (laughs) took a shot
2: from somebody that's only had four or five. What
0: do you mean there's six now? And first of all, ball stop hogging all the shots. But uh, what do you mean six shots, seven shots? Well, I've had five, and now
2: there's one this fall would make six. So I can come and get double shot. (laughs) I mean, double (laughs) shot. Double shot. Double
1: shot. COVID.
0: (laughs) But. uh, Back to the life expectancy. He had seven. Okay, just makes us ball
2: like there hasn't even been seven. Okay, back
0: to the like life expectancy, that. though. That's a funny thing yeah. because it doesn't because everyone then starts thinking, okay, well, if the that's the average person, that means okay, yeah. so life expectancy in Canada is still eighty-two years. Do you know what it is in the states? Like, oh, and yeah. that's in, including men and women. It's <laughs> it's not even eighty anymore. It's like late seventies. Oh, no, I know. Greatest country 77, in the world. 77.2. Seven, there you go. And, and as far as life expectancy as a concept goes, you know, we've had this conversation. What is your life expectancy of good health, of being active, of being strong, of feeling like... Like, we might look back in 10 years on how we look now and think, man, you can't believe how good those boys looked at 64 and 67. Yeah, but that's true
2: because, you know, my dad at my age didn't look, I think, as healthy as I do. Dude, I think... Whatever that is. Or my grandfather died at 68, you know.
0: Like, photogenics aside, when you came on the the Zoom meeting yesterday before everyone, Dan and I, and it's just you and me. Yeah. And your hair was all flowing, and you looked... I thought you looked great, to tell you the mm-hmm. truth. I did. I thought, you know... Like, it's a great look that you've got going. Maybe the greatest look you've ever had. <laughs> so, I mean, I, didn't, I would still, I mean, I would like to examine the, to- the indoor to grandpa picture, but that's beside the point. So, when I think about life expectancy, I think more about what, what can I expect in terms of healthy, strong lifestyle.
2: And it gets back to what we said at the beginning of the show, your wise words, words to uh, Dan. You've only got so many years left. Now, there was a time where you could say that and it would be like, oh, that's a joke. But it's true. When you look at these life expectancy numbers and me in particular, because I'm somewhat older than you guys. When we're talking 80, that's 13 years, man. Mm -hmm. We've been doing the show for 13 years. That's That's 13 years away from me. So the, the bat of an eye that we've been doing this show, I'm going to be right there. Like, yeah, so do stuff. Get stuff done.
0: Four do what thousand, you want. So here's how many days you have left if the life expectancy of 82 turns out to be true for you. 4,745 days. 4,745 days. Five days.
2: But, but guys, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be a bit serious here. You understand what I'm saying.
0: I do. I totally if we, understand. 10 years it. ago,
2: oh, if you said, oh, you only got so many days left, it'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. Predicting an early death. Well, it really is. And, the th- and what bothers me, too, is I'm in my 60s. If that thing drops into the 70s, the life expectancy like it has like in. That I mentioned maybe in Alberta? Yeah, in Saskatchewan. no, Saskatchewan. Oh, no, Saskatchewan's 78.1%. Well, like that's 10 years for 10 years, man. Yeah,
0: but okay, first of all. Don't so I'm not moving to yeah. Saskatchewan. I was just going to say, yeah. don't move to Saskatchewan. <laughs> so that's one way to prevent it, it's funny man. Hard life, hard life there. It's tough yeah. on the prairies. I, I just, just look up something up here you're too soft to live on the prairies. So am I. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Well, what were yeah. you going to say, now?
1: I'd have to have a body toke. Uh, <laughs> the Globe and Mail article that came out in November. Uh, what's the what are the chances of living to ninety? Was the uh, the discussion and a couple both age sixty five. The husband has a forty percent chance of living until ninety. His wife has a fifty percent chance of doing the same. So thing. there you go.
2: It's funny how this stuff comes up. But I'm at the seniors' club yesterday with my wife. We're doing our strength and stretch class. And towards the end of it, this old guy walks in with his wife, and he didn't look that old, but he was walking like he was sort of old, and he just seemed a bit Joe Biden-ish, to be honest, a little disoriented. Anyway, he sat in the chair, and I watched him do the last few... Exercises and he really wasn't tuned in. Anyway, our class ends. We're putting our equipment away, our bands and our weights and stuff. And then I turn around. The poor bugger had fallen off his chair. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) So we went to stand up, dropped his water, slipped in the water, fell down on the floor. So again, me being the youngest buck in the room, I run over to help Mm. because there's only like three guys in the class, and I'm by far the youngest and as sad as it is in the best shape. So I help pick the guy up and put him back in the chair and they're asking him questions. And then I it quickly I'm thinking, you know, this is a guy that's had some sort of a uh, a stroke or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel bad because he didn't look that bad. And then they're talking to him and he could hardly answer. <laughs> I said to her, do you still need me? And the woman that was running the place said, yeah, can you just sort of hold them in place? Because we got to go get a form and write all this stuff out. And I said, hey, no problem. I don't want the guy to fall over again. So they come and they get the form and they're asking all these questions and he can hardly answer them. And he wasn't really that verbal. So then it gets to the point uh, where they said, what do you want to do now? And his wife walks over and says, well, he wants to do the next class. (laughs) (laughs) He's <laughs> what? <laughs> he wants to do the next class. Well, he's going to do standard. double class? Ju-
0: Pardon me? <laughs> he's doing two back to back classes? Well,
2: he was late for ours, so uh, they were okay. going to let, let him do, him do the next. Stay one. over, right? Right after. And I'm thinking, this is crazy. I've just spent the last 10, 12 minutes standing over the guy, afraid for him to fall off his chair and his wife. Now I'm thinking, she's in denial. There's something wrong with this guy. He should go somewhere. And she's going, no, he wants to do the next class. So the instructor says, you want to do the next class? And he's nodding, again, sort of nonverbal. And it was the most
0: weird. It was a weird situation. So did they expect you to stand, stand there during the next class just holding oh, on to the God. guy? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, think- said, I said to her, if he wants to
2: do the class, you don't really need me now. And then she said, no, okay, yeah, that's fine. Thank you very much. But then I'm thinking his wife's a bit weird. Like, again, I think she's in sort of denial. This guy that's been through something just fell off his chair and is complaining about his
1: hip being sore Mm. should not be doing the next class. No, they shouldn't. No. Uh I think his wife uh, wants him. I think his wife wants him to do the next class. Yes. Maybe the more times that guy does the class, the less time. <laughs> that's, that's right. What she's you didn't going. see, Dan, is maybe she pushed
0: him off his chairs. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get rid of him. His life expectancy anyway. is the next class. So anyway, the point of this story, part of the point,
2: is that they're asking him these questions, and I'm standing there, and it got to age, and I'm thinking, oh, I want to hear this. And he was 78. Now, he looked good for 78. But whatever he had been through was not good for 78.
0: And that's, again, that's me in 10 years. And this is my point about the life expectancy. Yeah. It's its how life expectancy, the number of when you check out. Like, you know, our let's talk about the three dads. My dad was 83, two months shy of his 84th birthday. Dan, how old was Cliff? Uh, 84. Dan, Fred, and how old was uh, Dickie? Eighty-two. So, in this little survey, you know, our our combined parents' age, our life expectancy mm-hmm. was eight eleven. You know, basically eighty-three point seventy-five or so. But, but, in my point is that my dad was in pretty good shape. Didn't have that unresponsive. You know, I had some issues like everybody, but you know. Pretty much prior to him finding out he had a brain tumor and dying 10 days later, he was pretty active. My father and I played mm-hmm. golf six weeks before he died. That's, I think that's more important. That numbers, Whatever that number is, is more important than the exact date of your death.
2: No, I agree. Yeah, See, Both my parents got sick and were dead within three or four months. That was it. You know what I mean? It wasn't a, like a... <laughs> Like, this poor fellow yesterday, I could just tell by his wife, she was a bit at her wit's end, and, and she wasn't thinking straight. And But you could tell she's probably on some level a
0: caregiver, right? And that's probably been going on for some time, so... Yeah. So, so exactly. And a 78 year old who can't keep himself straight in a chair and has to have you (laughs) hold them up. Yeah. Like that's not the life you don't want to be. I don't want to be that 78 year old. I'll check out at 76 if I can still be Mm -hmm. active because, you know, and that's why, you know, you you talked about the statistic about heart disease and cancer still being the cause of death of 42% of people, like, if you can avoid those and a stroke, you have a pretty good, like, Mm -hmm. our friend, uh, we've talked about our dear, dear friend, uh, Bill Hertz, who I spent a lot of time with the last couple years in in where he lives in in Mexico, as did did you. He's a strong man. At 79, he can still take all three of us. Like, he's a strong guy and he's, he's had a couple little scares here and there with some bladder stuff, but generally, Bill... Is a, he still works out and, and at his age mm-hmm. he he 's the opposite of that guy. you know he can get himself around just fine, and that 's who I want to be well and then you
2: know conversely, um, delise 's dad, you had met him a few times, he always looked great for his age. People could never believe that he was in eighties uh, in his 80s, you know, and he died at what 86. You know, when he got kidney disease, I think, at 82, 83. And, you know, his last three or four years were hell. It was tied to this machine. But, again, appearance-wise, you would have never, ever pegged that man in the 80s. Probably late 60s. Honestly, he looked that good. Wow! You never know what's around the corner. That's the point of that.
0: That's the Benjamin. Uh, what, what is that movie? You never know what's coming for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because something's coming for all of us, Dan. No matter how much you yeah. pray to Jesus, who was God, who became Jesus, who oh, you know the whole story you guys made up. Yeah, yeah, is that whole thing? And yeah, hey, sir, this- he was a Jew too, by the way. By the way, I know he was. By the way. Um, <laughs> He was all He's super. He, yeah, right now, he'd be like, uh, he wouldn't know what to do. Hey, um, before we let you go, I, I just quickly, because that was a great uh, segment there all about aging. I'm not a big fan of cantaloupe. Never really have been. Uh, of all the melons, I'm not really a big, it's not my favorite. But now I'll never eat it again because there was a, uh, there's been a confirmed, 63 confirmed salmonella cases. Huh caused by an outbreak linked to a brand of cantaloupes in canada 17 people have been hospitalized one person has died i just don't know where you guys stand on cantaloupes but uh, i'm just providing this as a as a service my the fruit i eat down here that i really love is papaya papaya is
1: papaya considered a melon or is that more of a
0: I think it's in the melon family. I think if I think if the melon family got together, they might invite papaya. <laughs> <laughs> is papaya not part like a, like the mango family? That's a you know. A, I
1: certainly don't know enough about papaya to comment on it. Now the mango in, has a big seed in it, <laughs> but the, all the melons have a core with a bunch of seeds, right? That, uh, the, the I think the like mango the is considered.
0: Oh, papaya is like that. Yes, the, the right. mango is considered a stone fruit. I think the mango's in the same yeah. family as nectarines and uh, yeah. tangerines and the tangerines. I
2: look <laughs> at the tangerines.
0: I, Not tangerines. Sorry. Uh, no, tangerines aren't it, in that family? No, that's citrus. No, tangerine. Okay, so yeah. forget tangerines. Yeah, you're, you're pe- peaches, baby, Peaches, that's right. Maybe are you, are, are you cherries and... Uh, okay, Dan, I take it back. I couldn't think of the other one. So it's peaches <laughs> and nectarines are in the stone fruit family, as are mangoes.
2: The problem with a lot of those fruits, they're so hit and miss. Like when you talk about cantaloupe, you mean the orange one, right? Yes. The orange flesh. Yeah. Because there's melons that are green and everything.
0: Yeah, the the green melon. Like I'm not talking about melon. Melon I'm okay with. Sometimes cantaloupe, I I find it a bit annoying.
2: Well, this is it. And I, I, you know, you can get a cantaloupe that's so sweet and juicy and And tasty And think Oh this is great And then cut open The next one And it's flat And tasteless And And hard The rind is hard You know Mangoes are like that too Um, I find mangoes Way
0: too much work
2: Yeah Avocados are like that You know You get a good avocado It's fantastic And then sometimes You buy them And it's like Wow Flat as a pancake. What's the? I'm like that with strawberries too. To me, very overrated. Let me go back to More avocado. Not, a, a strawberry has is, doesn't do it for me.
0: Let me go back to avocado or another word I learned here. Aguacate is the Spanish mm-hmm. word for that. They have them. I went and did a little shopping yesterday evening, and they have these big barrels of of Mexican avocados, and they're usually great. But the problem with avocados is the timing. And you never mm-hmm. know. Am I getting one that's about to go bad? Because like if you if you don't get them if you don't time it correctly because as you say yes. they go from fantastic to like yeah pretty quickly um anyways this I don't want to get into a whole fruit discussion except to say that
1: there is some, apparently some salmonella that has been watch linked watch out for your, your cantaloupe for your cantaloupe yeah it's a malachita is the brand name oh and malachita. that and, and it was in canada in canada and america Okay, good. And it's not that many. I mean, you know, if you don't know where your cantaloupe comes from, then it's time to you know put it in the green bin. But uh, y- you know, you shouldn't stop eating cantaloupe if that's your thing. I don't know, Dan. You know, I just don't know
0: anymore. You know, I'm not well, saying I'm people. True. I'm not saying people should stop eating. I'm just saying I'm not going to eat it.
1: I never liked it that much. Well, then you're not making a sacrifice whatsoever <laughs> you if you never <laughs> you eat it anyway, did. are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not For making re- any kind of cantaloupe sacrifice.
2: For all the reasons like I, I gave, I've never really been a huge fruit guy. Like, I, I love blueberries. Right now, they're priced ridiculous. So we're not buying them. But same with blueberries. You know, you can get a bin of blueberries, and they, they're they so good and tart and nice. And, and then other, then other ones you get are like... Tasteless, but I
0: mean, go down go down the uh, frozen blueberry road, I know Darren says that as well. We well, no, Darren should. says it because he 's afraid of of disease. He also says the same thing about salmon, which he 's right by the way i didn 't realize he was you can, frozen salmon 's actually better better yeah. than the fresh one, but for whole lot. we, we haven 't got time mm-hmm. for that discussion. I will say this i 've got blueberries here they 're great i 've got uh, blackberries they 're great i don 't usually choose strawberries, but I do have. Uh, a, half a papaya That I will be I like eating. a nice apple How huh? about you guys you know? <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> what about bananas Oh bananas I
2: love bananas, bananas. You know what They're, they're pretty much fail safe
0: Yeah you can't You know You can get a green banana But very soon It becomes a ripe banana And it's good It, uh, it ends up in the freezer Dan Duran uh, Will come back in a while With his news His noticias and uh, we'll look forward to that. Right now, let's uh, try and clean up some business here.
2: Yeah, Tim Nimblett is a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the uh, Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Uh- Timmy, I mentioned him yesterday, usually, you know, submits a little uh, teaser uh, for the week before he gets here on a Wednesday. And he tells me that uh, he didn't do it yesterday because he had a little intestinal issue, not salmonella, but he wasn't up to it. He wasn't feeling well uh, over the Thanksgiving weekend. Anyway, he returns tomorrow and uh, we continue the top 20 mistakes investors make. Remember that little uh, from last week? Yes, we will continue that. Uh, it's Tim Niblett, he's the Retirement Sherpa RetirementSherpa.ca
0: um, I will save the uh, Kelsey's for a little bit later We have a a big Kelsey's Christmas Humble and Fred announcement You know, I probably should have Done it right off the top of the show, but we'll do it uh, Just before uh, Dan Duran Does the news today Or actually, you know, well let's do it after Larry uh, In the meantime I want to tell you about our good friends At Palma Pasta You know, you start shopping for the holidays. You know, I'm actually going to use Palma Pasta, Palma's Kitchen, as a place where I'm going to gift people some of the food because it really is that good. You can use it as a gift. Four locations, one in Oakville, uh, three in Mississauga, and palmapasta.com is where you find out more about this fantastic place, Mama Palma's Recipes. Nothing but the finest ingredients sourced from Italy. Palma pasta, Italian tradition, simply deliciosio. Mm, Getting ready here for our very good friend, Lawrence Fedoric. Here he comes. There he goes. He was here and now he's gone. <laughs> that was that was a short visit from Larry Fedorik. Yeah, I wonder what happened there. Well, I was uh, he was about to. He was you could see I on Zoom you can see when somebody's entering the room and then all of a sudden they were gone. Uh, by the way, on the list here of talking points
2: with Larry Buffy Saint Marie, I watched that. Uh, what did I scene. tell you? That's the wackiest thing. I mean, you know what the wackiest part of it is—the way she's holding on to the, the obvious lie. Yeah, oh, I know. And then you lose all respect. I mean, what she did to her brother—like, oh, really? I know.
0: Come on, no. like, I, and that's why when we were talking about it before the break, I said, you know, it really is worth watching because, <laughs> yeah, it, um, he keeps he keeps trying to uh, to register here, and he, he keeps—I mm-hmm. don't know why he's doing this. Yeah, the. Um, well let's save it Okay let's try one more mm-hmm. time To admit Larry I'm glad you watched it Because it's not And you've, you've, there's been statements From her In recent weeks Oh I know I've read d- them Denying And making like up all crazy. sorts It's all so Crazy bullshit Let's get <laughs> uh, Larry Larry He's there It says uh, Elfed I can see his His I, You know Icon There he there is you go. Jesus God Damn it every day a zoom issue what is my problem we're talking about something? uh well, let me let me introduce larry pr- properly then uh, every time he's on our show he's been no he gets nominated for another canadian podcast award His uh, podcast is called Later That Same Life And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show Today, an award-winning podcaster Of course not us That's okay, that's not the point of this episode The point is we love Larry And uh, he's going to be back on radio Which they still do uh, tomorrow Guest hosting on City News 570 in Kitchener If you want to see and hear how this type of radio is done by an expert uh, Larry will be on tomorrow morning from nine to one. Right now, he's on with us, and welcome back. We we're just talking about uh, Buffy St. marie and how crazy that story is. Yeah, and and um,
3: one of my one of my most successful podcasts so far—the episode on Buffy St. marie um, I I can't believe the amount of response I'm getting. I'm getting people uh, emailing me who went to college with her, and and uh, and so many people in defense of her. Uh, where the evidence Really points to uh, A questionable existence As an indigenous person
0: yeah, well, and Probably uh, not Let me just jump in My brother Stephen Who is a uh, You know A, a, a big Buffy St. Marie fan This was his response Because I've had a conversation With him about it He said You know Well you know I don't really care She's written some of my favorite songs That was kind of his takeaway Right And I push back with That's fine but all these years of the awards and the representing Indigenous people being it's talk about being, like I said on the show a couple weeks ago, I'm from I'm not from I'm I'm from Saskatchewan. She's not from Saskatchewan. She's not from Piapot, Saskatchewan.
3: Yeah, and and in the podcast I mentioned, perhaps it's one of those cases where for me or your brother or you we don't have to cancel her music and we don't have to cancel... Like, she did a lot of good with her identity over the years. I'm not saying she didn't. Uh, So do we have to cancel that? Not necessarily. Um, She doesn't have to be canceled across the board. We can still say, well, I like that song. I like Maybe I don't appreciate the fact that she misrepresented herself if she did. Uh, and, And the classic response I get also from a lot of people was, who cares and my response to that is always someone who is not you that's the classic who cares response mm-hmm. someone cares it, it and people said it was like well the cbc why are they picking on her you know why because indigenous people complained indigenous people were the ones who tipped the cbc to a, a possible discrepancy in her life story and so it was the indigenous peoples themselves who said, hey, we don't appreciate the the appropriation or uh, the identity or anything she's done over the years because we don't believe it. So there was the story from an indigenous point of view. I think people who say who cares kind of have this. Well, I, I don't know if you're empathetic to indigenous people in that case, because uh
2: that's who cares. Well, you know, that's a sort of a human nature thing. It's like. You know, what about Trump? Yeah, but what about his border policies? I like his economics. Meanwhile, you're willing to overlook all the other stuff. I mean, you find that in a lot of situations where if you really like somebody, you're willing to forgive what bad they may be
0: responsible? Depending on for. what bad they did, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. in this I mean, case, if they mm-hmm. killed somebody. Well, then... Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and and taking a
2: people defended OJ
0: still, yeah, still do. Yeah. But and jumping on the who cares part, you know, before I'd seen the documentary and I, I just found out from Fred because we've just been on a break that in the time that since I've last talked about this, you've seen it now, Fred, and and mm-hmm. that's why. Just if you haven't seen it, you might say, "Who cares? She did so much good." But in the documentary, in the in the segment, you see who cares because that's where I learned this phrase: uh, "pretendian." That you know, mm-hmm. apparently, that you know, you, you want to talk about cultural appropriation. She appropriated an entire identity. That doesn't line up with the facts. And as Fred just mentioned before you signed in there for the third time, when, that uh, what, what she did, the letters she sent to her brother and, and, and not believing her brother's daughter, they've got her birth certificate. She was born a white woman, a white kid in Massachusetts. It's a long way from Piapot, Saskatchewan.
2: Well, and, you know, for those that haven't seen, we should explain. Like her brother called her out and then she received or he receives letters from a lawyer saying, you know, stop making these claims. And then there was a handwritten note along with it saying, suggesting to her brother, if you continue on this path of questioning my identity, um, I'll tell everybody about you sexually abusing me as a child. And right. And, and, you know, listen, you never know for sure. But immediately I, I thought I don't think that happened. Because you talk to, the, you know, the other sister and family members. I don't think that happened. So she was willing to go to those lengths to protect her lie. I don't like her so much anymore. And, I don't either.
3: The, the, yeah. the lawyer's line, sorry, the lawyer's mm-hmm. line was also uh, cease and desist uh, affecting Buffy's ability to uh, make an income. Mm hmm. Uh that's sort of what it was about. Like, if you take away her indigenous identity, you take away her career, Uh was what the lawyer basically said, which is which is correct. That's what she's built her career on. Now, she may be very talented. Yeah, otherwise, uh, and could have made it without any other kind of like Buffy Santa Maria from uh, from Massachusetts. Right.
2: But well, she didn't. No, and two things. Number one, her, her career started to flatten, and then she jumped on the indigenous thing, and it took off, number one. Number two, you know, the birth certificate. It comes down to this. The birth certificate is there in Massachusetts. And the person at the clerk's office said, yeah, that's authentic. There's no she was born here. So the only explanation through Buffy for that is, oh, you know, us indigenous kids, you know, sometimes they just create uh, birth certificates uh, uh, because the parents wanted to lay claim to us or whatever that right. excuse was. Mm. What are the chances that those two parents, her her blood parents created this? um uh, birth certificate to cover something up like it, it's just so far fetched that's, that's a real document that's all i needed to see yeah. that's
3: that's who else cares is the uh the her family i right. mean we mm-hmm. indigenous people who feel they've been they've been ripped off but her mother and father her blood mother and father as i believe them to be mm-hmm. never really spoke of it uh were hurt by it so were her siblings and now her niece and cousins who say, I remember Buffy, I don't know why she's doing this. We're kind of hurt that she just kind of left the family this way. Uh, yeah. Let's um, move and as on. Her
2: cousin said, you, you, weren't, you don't mention the family because they were afraid of a reaction. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. And, yeah.
0: And, and the family <laughs> all all knew back in the late 60s, early 70s, and like something up was up with Buffy, but I, I, they just sort of didn't want to say anything. Uh, To upset things Um, Let's move on There's a whole bunch of subjects That Larry wants to touch on Uh, We've talked about this But briefly uh, The reaction to this song The uh, last Beatles recording What were you saying on What were you saying On the award winning podcast That you do
3: (laughs) I love this song I love it It's not all I want to hear it Every day I just got to play it Over and over Because I love it so much I love it as a Beatles baby I love it because of The story of it that the last words John ever said to Paul were, think of me now and then, my friend. Uh, When Paul and John reconciled, um, Paul thought that this was back to, we're hanging out every day. Ten hours a day, we're writing songs, we're going to do stuff together, this is going to be great. And John was like, no. Like, okay, we're friends again, but go home. I have a home, you have a home, you have a life, I have a life. And, And Paul was like, oh, Kind of taken aback by that, but John was like, "Just think of me now and then." So mm-hmm. the song is a love letter to Paul. I don't, I, I don't know how much people talk about that mm-hmm. part,
2: but I didn't know that. When, when Either did I. I thought it was another Yoko song.
3: Wow, no, it's it's not. It's in, and if you really like, and I, sorry, I over, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, parse the lyrics, but mm-hmm. the the um, it's it's not a song. It's not a song to Yoko. Just the way it's it's. Um, Because Yoko, he's with Yoko. This is about somebody he's not with.
0: Hmm, Think of
3: me now and then. If we ever start again, um, it's all because of you. It's sort of John giving credit to Paul for what the Beatles became. Um, Because the Beatles wouldn't have been the Beatles without Paul. Like, it's John's band. It was always John's band from beginning to end. But it was the Beatles were John and Paul. And... And Ringo and uh, the freaking Lucky Club, George. But anyway, that's another topic. So it's it's a love song. Um, when they found this cassette and they wanted to do the, um, the new songs, there was three of them. There was Free as a Bird, Real Love, and uh, Now and Then. And they tried in the 90s and they just couldn't get... Uh, now and then They got the other two And they released Those other two Remember new Beatles songs Mid-90s mm-hmm. Anthology We had two songs Real Love for Bird. And then finally Peter Jackson Had this This AI technology To separate the vocal From the piano On this bad cassette And um, And they had When they tried in the 90s That George did A guitar part for it So they had George's Guitar part From the 90s So it truly is the Beatles It's AI But it's all Real people singing And playing It's the four of them and with that story of those last words and everything else, it's just it just means a lot to me. I love the song.
0: you know I, I, I think back to your idea' your, your, our premise of who cares and who doesn't. The the response to this song didn't matter to me because I liked it. I, I as you said described it. I don't need to hear it every day, and I played it today just now, first time I've heard it in weeks. But I like it enough that it it will stick with me. It may not be my favorite Beatles song, but some of what you just said, you know, is you know public, you know, people knew about the AI and the Peter Jackson. I thought the Peter yeah. Jackson mm-hmm. twelve minute video was fascinating. Yeah. But I, I for yeah. me, it's also as a as a Beatle baby, knowing that that's the last time all four of those human beings will have been recorded is somewhat significant and i think you kind of feel the same way freddie oh yeah
2: i mean the reaction like it, like why not so what what's the alternative don't do it
4: like uh, i
2: right. all that you know like uh, what's his name uh, bob left set yeah, was hated all over it. It. like it was horrible like this horrible affront to the beatles and why it's a nice song and why not would, is my question, and I enjoy it. I think the world's a better place for having that song, generally. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Uh,
3: within within a two-week period, we had brand-new Stones and brand-new Beatles. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. It's 2023. <laughs> it's <unbelievable.
0: laughs> no, I know. Hey, by the way, right. Freddie and I played the shit out of those Stones songs. They're great. I'll
2: They're tell great. you, when it, Sirius XM Spectrum plays Angry a lot, and they play Now and Then a lot. When Angry comes up, I don't often do it. I just crank it. I, like... I am so fascinated by that 81-year-old man and that song in particular it just blows me away it makes you feel good real good I was thinking of that
3: listening to you guys mm-hmm. talking about age there's there's 81-year-old uh, Biden there's 81-year-old Mick Jagger yeah <laughs> it's you know there's there's your 85-year-old grandmother there's 85-year-old
0: Jane Fonda Mm-hmm. There's, uh, you know, it's just so mm-hmm. much of
3: it is superficial in appearance
0: and, and looking good. Well, know. and, and I, know, I know you're going to do an episode on this. And we were kind of, t- we, were, we were talking about life expectancy. And one of the points I, I made, I'm not sure if you heard it, was, you know, y- you, can, you can live till 77, 78 if you're in, if you're hale and, and healthy. You know, I don't want to be 87 and just hanging around frail and just falling off chairs at a, at a stretch class. But it's interesting to me that Biden's age is a topic, yet fucking uh, Donald Trump keeps calling Biden Obama. And that doesn't seem to be as big a deal. No,
3: I, I, I mean, it's so America is so ageist right now. They would never they would never go on the news and say, I'd like to vote for him, but he is black. Right. Or he is gay she Mm -hmm. is a jew so i'm not sure like that would be insane Mm -hmm. but instantly ageism is the last acceptable stereotype age which is the subject of my podcast uh is is easily joe biden ah, 81 he'll be 85 at the end of the Mm -hmm. so what the the duties of a president every day do not involve there's no pole vaulting (laughs) (laughs) there's no rugby you know just anything english channel yeah, you have to, as an experienced person, be able to make difficult decisions based on experience and wisdom, after having heard and understood a large panel of advisors. That's the job.
2: It's such a display of our society nowadays. It's all superficial because superficially Biden looks less capable than Trump. Yeah, but intellectually, yeah. he's probably like he's leaps and bounds ahead of um, of, the, the, of Trump.
0: The great line, well, Biden just fell
3: off a
2: bike. That's
3: because he (laughs) He was was on a a bike. bike.
0: (laughs) No, and and what you were saying, Larry, like, I mean, Donald Trump has never Mm -hmm. been a superintendent of a district. I mean, say Mm -hmm. what you want about lifetime politicians. Joe Biden was vice president and a senator. He has spent his adult life understanding geopolitical strategies and the way the world works. Donald Trump can't fucking find most of the countries on a map. And so when you talk about competency... Joe Biden, even as a doddering older man, you know, using that word, he's still more competent in the actual nuts and bolts of the job. Right. Yeah. And I I don't know.
3: know. Like he's he's on the weekend. He's on the phone with Netanyahu and and the the Mm -hmm. uh, Amir of Qatar and and negotiating. And and he's getting no credit for these things. I just find it really frustrating.
2: Well, it's a year out still. And again, we were talking about that, you know, all the statistics, you know, traditionally the incumbent a year out always suffers. In fact, I would almost say if Trump looks at those numbers, he should be a bit worried because if he had this thing in the bag, it should be even wider. But it's not. But I, I, I look at age generally myself, and it, Howard says, you know, he doesn't want to be, you know, 78 and incapacitated and all that. I just don't want to smell like piss. I don't want to be, <laughs> That's I, it. You know what I mean? I don't want one of those guys, people walk by and
0: say, so is, there, yes. is there an aroma? <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean you don't want to smell like piss, more piss than we, yeah, is there There's an aroma? Well, it's funny. Like, what is that? Dude, I do a, I do a joke in my act about how older people start to have a bit of a brothy aroma. They have sort yes, of, right. they smell That's a little bit like powdered soup. Mix, You know, they've got kind of a, you know, a mushroom soup vibe to them. You know, by the way, I disagree with something you said about, you know, ageism being the last stereotype, because what we've learned since October 7th is fucking anti-Semitism is still alive and well, not just in America, but around the world, because that seems to be the most acceptable because because i'm just going to finish by saying some of the things i've heard and talked about on this show if you substituted the word black into them they would have shut down the entire city but you know there's been some uh, unbelievable anti-semitism in the last uh, 50 days
3: it's it's incredible it's uh I, I don't think it's acceptable uh and i think most thinking feeling people don't believe it's acceptable there there will be enough and and listen I, i'm not trying to get on a platform for older people and go hey we're people too uh, i mean it's a topic uh, But but anti antisepticism there'll be enough people railing against it because it's awful it's the oldest it's the oldest discrimination in in the world um but it's not acceptable so the the line i quoted and i read in my podcast was stereotypes are the way we think and prejudice is the way we feel discrimination is the way we act and that's been the difference these last 50 days is people it's bad enough we might think and feel a certain way about a group of people that we put into a lot but what is this now i feel emboldened to act upon these feelings and these Mm -hmm. thoughts yeah Um, I can't control your thoughts and feelings and feelings run deep and they're really hard and sometimes they're based on years of upbringing and history and these are my feelings about these people but discrimination the way we act these last 50 days of acting people with guns shooting Palestinian students people uh, anti-semitic rants and painting and shooting at at school Jewish schools and and synagogues it's it's incredible. It's it's partly I mean it's partly MAGA right feeling mm-hmm. you now I, I mean, to uh, act let me let me, this but it's you it's you, you can say
0: you can say it's incredible but Fred will back me up in this <clears throat> I've been talking about this on the show for years now it's not mm-hmm. surprise I mean I mean what's surprise I, I was going to say it's not surprising it's it's surprising the level of global adoption of it the fact that it's not mm-hmm. just MAGA the Australian protesters you know yelling gas the Jews. Like, how do we go from this country, Israel, and you may have a thought or two about occupation versus and not even that is bullshit, but you may have a thought or two about it. But how you go from that to gas the Jews, Holocaust 2.0 and how that's acceptable. Like, there's this clip of a, of a, a black guy in Brooklyn yelling Hitler should have finished the job. Now, if that was a white person yelling, you should still be slaves, you know, they would have shut the city down
3: i i i'm i'm just saddened by it i don't know what else to say i mean and and the the separation of and i don't don't know how much this dialogue is necessary but the separation of netanyahu is a very conservative right wing uh that that i don't agree with and and israel in fact was split prior to this as to his policies on supreme court judicial system and government rule law um between discussing the policies of the Israeli government versus kill the Jews, like there's yeah. there, there are two different conversations. And uh, and we should be able to have one without the other, um, I guess, is my only point there. We should be able to discuss political involvement and a two state solution and all of these things without making it completely ethnic and religious. Does that make it's, sense?
2: Yeah. No, no, Absolutely you have here larry's had many encounters with his jewish neighbor including two awkward ones So, uh,
3: well so i have this neighbor uh, uh or down the hall and we've become friends we've become f- very familiar strangers we've seemed to bump into each other a lot he's a little bit older than me he's kind of a, a short baldish guy i i feel like he's much older than me but that's just again superficial appearance mm-hmm. and and he's uh He's got some nondescript Eastern European accent. Lovely guy. So we talk. We talk about our kids and there's lots of life stuff. And we're we're, uh, riding up. This goes on for a few years. We're riding up the elevator together. He's telling me a story. I can't remember exactly what it's about. But it's like a self-deprecating, funny story about himself. And we get to our floor and we walk out on our floor and he's finishing the story. And at the end of the story, he says to me, uh, well, but then that's what I do. Cause I'm a Jew (laughs) What do you expect A Jew to do I'm a Jew That's what I'll do
0: That's funny And
3: that's kind of His punchline Like (laughs) So I'm in a very awkward Spot here Because I'm not Jewish So If I don't laugh I'm hurting his feelings But if I laugh At his story It becomes Goodfellas Funny how yeah. <laughs> like, do we amuse
1: right.
0: you? Like, do, I, do we I amuse you? <laughs> I can't laugh or not. I don't know what to do. And I do. Mm. Very awkward. But horrifying. I've always thought of you as Jew adjacent. Maybe. <laughs> but I, <laughs> he,
3: I finally said, oh, come on. I think that's my reaction. Come on. So now I know he's Jewish. So the next day, I'm walking back to my building in the street and a car goes by and beep beep and i look and it's somebody's waving in the car and i'm like who's that they must have mistaken me uh for somebody else and i'm looking and as the car passes it stops at the light i go oh that's my neighbor he thinks i he thinks i snubbed him so i jump onto the street from the curb and i put my hand straight in the air and i stand there holding (laughs) the, like
2: (laughs) little salute there the third reich that's right
3: see you i did wave i did wave back i'm not snubbing you
1: (laughs) that's funny and
3: that that moment Mm -hmm. when you realize i'm giving my jewish neighbor the heil hitler oh yeah and Mm -hmm. the arm slowly i was just like oh my god i've just destroyed this relation so i i didn't know what to say i didn't i've
0: never broached (laughs) it with him and he seems to have not no, he, yeah, problem. he's not going to bring it up. Hey, Larry, that mm. uh, other mm. day when you waved at me, did you realize you were in public? Yeah. Um, listen, man, uh, it's, we got to let you get going here. But uh, always a pleasure to catch up with Larry Fedor. Tomorrow you can hear him live on City News 570 in Kitchener uh, on the radio. They still have one of those. 9 a.m. until 1. Find out what, the, uh, all, what everyone's talking about. It's Larry Fedora. What do you, do, what do you call yourself? When you fill in, Larry Fedora's show, or yeah, yes. So I mean, is, is there somebody else's show? Like, are you filling in for Skip yeah,
3: Hudson? Yeah. Or it's a, it's, it's a lovely guy named Mike Farwell. I've never met him personally, but he's great. And uh, he,
4: oh,
0: come on, uh, you can take he, him down. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's what I mean. Like, you count. it's nine to one. The Mike Farwell show, sitting in the yeah, award-winning
3: special guest host, though, which I love.
0: Special right. guest, you are special, Not just guest host special. You're very, very special, and uh, always a pleasure catching up. And uh, we will, uh, I guess, well, we're going to reach out to you because we uh, we have another show sometime in December. Would love to have you part of it, and uh, all the best to you. The uh, podcast thank is you. called Later That Same Life. The host, the special host, is Larry Fedora. Pleasures mine, thank you guys. Hey okay, guy, love you. Bye. Okay man, take it easy. Okay. Take it easy. Yeah, well, that was interesting, Tori. I had no idea that, no, that the uh, song was a love song to Paul. How about that? And it's
2: and all the talk. I, again, I listen to Spectrum all the time, and they stop down and often talk about the song. I haven't heard that spin at all, but it makes sense. Yeah, um, I just thought, ah, oh, something that could have been on Double Fantasy about.
0: Uh, hey, Larry, cool just song. lay yourself out. I mean, not I don't know what he's done, but now I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta get rid of him. I gotta... Say uh, stop video makers, put in, wait, remove. Do I do that? Um, I don't know. Oh, there, there he's you. gone. Okay. Uh, before we, uh, Tim Daniels is uh, coming up in a bit. We're going to talk about mining and such, but uh, first, here's Freddie talking about this.
2: Hey, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry leading odds, world class sports book and feature rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book. They've been providing Canadians with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994 uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the mid-pack, average Toronto Maple Leafs, play tonight. They host the Florida Panthers. The Leafs are the favorite in this game. Minus 140. Somewhat significant, I'd say. The over-under is 6.5, uh, which I can see. Leafs don't score a lot of goals for this high-powered club they're supposed to be. They just don't. Two or three goals a game, that's all they can give you. Anyway, that's tonight. And uh, those numbers come from Bodog.
0: Uh, thank you very much, Fred, for your uh, oh, what you, you just did. <laughs> thank you very much. Sorry, I was trying to find something here. Um, yeah. What is the name of that John Lennon song? So this is Christmas. No, war is over. Yeah, Happy Christmas. War yeah. is over. Yeah, I like that song. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let, me nice. of, let me get rid. Let me get rid. Let me get rid of John there. And then there's the Paul one, which to me is a little too sucky, yeah. bubblegummy. Let me. Here's the thing. I'm trying to do a little thing here, so just hang on. Let okay, me see if do I the can. Thing. We got to do, do a thing. Here. Come on. So
1: there this is we go. Uh,
0: the first mention of Christmas on our show for 2023. We'd like to make an announcement, but first, let me tell you about Kelsey's. How would I do that? Did you know that Kelsey's? Has been winging it since 1978. Try their legendary chicken wings, half price every Thursday. I'm telling you now, so you can make plans for Thursday, sauced and styled, how you like them, and wash it down with a $6 Coors. What are you waiting for? Grab your buds and head to Kelsey's This Wing Night and celebrate the start of the weekend the right way. Offers valid with the purchase of a beverage, must be of legal drinking age. Please, drink responsibly and of course you can always watch the game at kelsey's game night should not be a tame night fred hey you were talking about the leafs watch them at kelsey's the original roadhouse and they've got some uh, great stuff going on you can win hockey tickets all you got to do is visit the roadhouse watch a game and get tickets to enter to win get a ticket and enter to win. okay visit kelsey's.ca for more details So on the uh, 20th of December, Fred and I would like to invite you all, well, not all of you because there's too many, invite a good amount of you to Kelsey's in Burlington, Appleby Line and the QEW. It's our, uh, we haven't done this in a few years and we're doing it in a sort of a scaled down version of what we've done over the years, the first time since COVID that we've felt comfortable enough to get a bunch of people together in a room where we're going to do it at a Kelsey's. Um, We'll give you some of the details later, but it is going to be a later morning episode. We're not going to have you come there at seven in the morning. It'll be 11 o'clock at Kelsey's in Burlington. We'll give you all the details. December 20th. And uh, we're excited to have you all uh, come and hang out with us for an hour and a half or so. No, it's going to be uh, lots of fun at a...
2: again in burlington uh so again you know maybe that lends itself to the people on the west side of the city or whatever who listen to us and you know there's going to be a capacity because a restaurant can only handle so many and the section we're in is going to be just so many uh so we've uh, come up with a plan on how we're going to sort of restrict that number if restrict is the right word but we we've got to
0: so what we'd like you to do is send us an email uh, very simply, humble and Fred at humble dot com subject line Kelsey's and we'll put you on the guest list. And when we get to our capacity, which we're not sure exactly yet, we have to figure that out. But, you know, we're, we can't really handle more than a, a hundred people or so. So start doing it now because we want to get as many of you that want to come. Uh, to be able, and again, not everyone can get to the West End on a Wednesday, and uh, we're doing it that day. We will do one more show on the 21st. We'll be back in our studio, and we'll cap off the year that way. But the Kelsey's humble and Fred gift of Christmas, the tradition continues. December 20th at Kelsey's in Burlington.
2: Yeah, it should be a fun time. And again, we can handle about 100. So it's going to be basically first come, first serve. And please, if you, you know, if you send us an email that you want to come, please come. That that makes things a little
0: easier. So. Yeah. And, uh, some people just, you know, willy nilly. Then they ask to come when don't come. And we limiting and, and limiting mm-hmm. we didn't discuss this. Are we limiting entries to like, you know, for just you and a, another person or. How many, limit of four per entry or two per entry? What do you think?
2: Well, I, uh, you know, if somebody says, you know, my my wife and I and our two kids want to come. How do we say no? What are we, big pricks? I
1: don't <laughs> We do say? Do
0: <laughs> do say, leave your kids in the car. Let's keep the heat on. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, but for now, it's, just try and yeah. keep it to two. Mm-hmm. Um, Humble and Fred at humbleandfredradio.com. Kelsey's... <clears throat> For Christmas on December 20th. Okay, uh, that's all I have to say about that right now.
2: And all the our cast of characters will be there and we'll have some uh, you know, at least uh, uh, one musical uh, offering. It, it'll be good.
0: Yeah, we're going to have a good time. Everyone will have fun. Oh, look at here. Snacks. <laughs> There'll be, there will be snacks. Mm-hmm. To our very first, uh, I know we're going to, at least one person will be there. I just heard from Rudra Rishi Maharaj. Excellent. And so Rudy will be there. And uh, I'm just wondering where's Dan Duran? Well, and Dan Duran will be there, everyone. hmm. Come get your picture taken with Dan Duran. And I won't mention it
2: now, but we had an idea for a special treat. We'll try to arrange that today, you know, sort of connected to Dan Duran. That should be fun. I
0: think people would enjoy what we have in mind. Oh yes, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. For a second there, I uh, forgot. I was gonna like what was that again? Um, Okay, Dan Duran is joining us now. The great Dan Duran. Okay, so yeah And uh, I've talked to Spencer And her girlfriend Her girlfriend's a great little artist And uh, I, they were very excited about playing So maybe they'll come and do a little song And uh, That excites me more than uh, You know, a professional artist
2: It well, really does You're going to be very, I tell you what You're going to be very impressed with this I, kid Not Spencer I, I've know. been impressed I was impressed with Spencer's ability To write and sing 10 years
0: ago but uh, yeah, her uh, her GF is quite something. Dan Duran, will you be?
1: Uh, are you excited about the twentieth at Kelsey's? I'm excited about uh, the twentieth at Kelsey's. Yes. What time is it? <laughs> we're, we're doing that. Do we know that again? Eleven o'clock.
0: We're going to do it 11 at
2: eleven a.m. <clears throat> uh Dan going to have to be on site somewhat earlier than that.
0: <clears throat>
2: well, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah.
0: Down. This is the I kind guess. of thing you love. It's like producing a live show and people getting to meet you and having their picture taken with your giant beautiful head.
1: <laughs> Can't wait. And snacks dance. Snacks. snacks. Oh, there you go. Kelsey snacks. snacks. Well. Yeah. Kelsey mm-hmm. snacks, yes. Plus, it's it's like uh, the old tradition, getting the whole thing up and running again, Yeah, like we used to do. Yeah, you were probably, well, you
0: would you have know, been there. That. The, the very first time we ever did this silly thing was just basically Dan and I and Fred. And maybe Dahl and Randy at and Loman, the dog, at our studio in Brampton. Before we, we, we sort yeah. of did it tongue in cheek. It was the Humble and Fred Gift of Christmas, probably 1989, December. Right. And it was sort of us being a little bit silly and sort of Letterman-esque. And, and we didn't really have any guests. We just had, we just called it a Christmas special. <laughs> and then it took off.
1: Yeah, we've oh, had, we goodness. were at the horseshoe with the, oh, yeah. lots of bands and things. things. Things got out of control there for a while. They did. 34 years. 34 years.
2: That would have been that first one. Can you imagine that? Like where does it go? You know uh, this. Um, what's the Kevin Costner thing? The the, the big show, Yellowstone. Yes, it's Yellowstone. Now, whenever <laughs> Waterworld. No, no Yellowstone because Hugh Dillon is a big part of that show, and whenever I see him, it reminds
0: me of Humble and Fred Christmas Pass. Remember, he was the entertainment one year, and part of the entertainment. We, he was, was mm-hmm. he was on the same show as the Bare Naked Ladies. He, um yeah. see, What was it? Band? His band called headstones headstones right yeah excellent yep they've got a few songs i love so he i i don't i listen i gave yellowstone three episodes a couple years ago i've never gone back and now it's on regular tv yeah
2: well it was such a smash hit i liked it i've lost track now i liked it and then it just just literally fell off the table for more for me it was i found the early part intriguing with all the infighting going on and Mm. the battle for land and and then all of a sudden it just became very boring
0: Mm -hmm. to me i gave up on it do you have a i don't want to put you on the spot but it was on sort of a streaming service and then it came to regular tv and is is it the same episodes that were on or is it new episodes on regular tv
2: no, I think they just they're showing it from its beginning.
0: I, I think it was Paramount Plus, right? Okay, that it ran on something like that. Yeah. Well, listen, we're excited to have, and we could tell Hugh Dillon's stories, and we're gonna, you know, may, as it gets closer, we'll tell you. Well, maybe we can oh, even yeah. get some audio from some of the stuff, but we're we, we literally found out yesterday. We've been waiting because it's a you know a lot of moving parts. Is uh, We found out yesterday at some point that we actually have a date. And we're doing it at Kelsey's, mm-hmm. and there will be snacks. <laughs> Never mind. What's that movie? There will be blood. That'll be the Humble and Fred story. There will be snacks. <laughs> uh, Dan, yeah. As it turns out, Tim Daniels from Florence, Italy, is going to be with us. Do you? Are you on a schedule? I know it's snowing there, and can you wait till? Uh, Till Tim's done, or getting, what do you want to yeah, do?
1: Yeah, no, I can, I can wait. I'm uh, my car's in for repairs right now. Is it? No, I'm going. I'm gonna. I was gonna walk there. I'm Less and less inclined, but I was gonna walk there. Yeah, mm. but there's uh, like now five inches of snow on the ground. Come on, still falling. Yeah, isn't that something? It's bright
0: blue sunshine here in uh, in Brampton. Not here in Stratford. It's uh, well, what's the weather like, like in Florence, Italy? That's what I wonder.
1: Well,
4: Tim's
0: wearing a sweater, it looks like.
4: It is. It's depressing, to I I think, to all of us. uh, To you, because it's like 15 degrees. By Friday, it's going up to 20. So it's depressing for you. Hmm. But it's depressing for me, too, because this is fucking winter for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, I don't want to listen. Where I am... I'm wearing a t-shirt and shorts for the next time.
4: Uh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah that's right.
0: Uh, I'm yeah. not. I'm not coming back to Canada until the ninth of December, and I'm only coming back for a few weeks. Tim, I'm just such a suck now. I can't do it. And I wondered. Like, I was going to ask Fred. I was going to ask Fred this because Tim and I grew up in real, real winter. Like where where we grew up in Moose Jaw. You know, I've said this before. There wasn't one Halloween that I can remember, Timmy, where we didn't have yeah. our costume on top of a parka, or or and we oh, got a, sure. or yeah. when we got older, a garbage jacket. Did you ever have a garbage exactly. jacket? Of course, yeah, um, that was the our green thing. jacket. The green and, garbage and, jacket.
4: And, yeah, the costume had to be like four sizes. <laughs> <laughs> <big>. <laughs> That's right. And you have to have your garbage
0: jacket on But the, I, the, as soon as I saw Wait, Fred, this, as soon as I saw Freddie this morning. I said, hey, you've got a a sweater on. And we were starting to talk about how you just get cold as you get older. And I had that discussion with my kids. I said, you know, it used to be I could go snowboarding or skiing or whatever now I just I don't want to be uncomfortable my blood doesn't yeah. work the same anymore
4: you, you know Howard I the way I like to to couch it is that it's not because I'm getting older it's because I got smarter <laughs> I, just, I don't, I don't tolerate right. it anymore because I don't have to so mm-hmm. that's the way I like to look at it <laughs> but anyway yeah just i
2: i just don't like the feeling like there's no part of the winter like oh let's go for a nice winter walk or why don't we go snowshoeing it's like no no i, exactly. I just I, don't I mean, like the feel of that bitter cold or the crunch of the snow under my feet yeah. or my freezing snot like forget it no yeah. not interesting well we had a, a big yeah, no, we had, me too
4: i mean we went up into the mountains on the weekend to this beautiful little stone village that oh. when you're there you don't know what century you're in because it hasn't changed cool. in hundreds of years, literally. Mm. And the whole time I'm I'm, you know, hunched over like quasi motor <laughs> walking around because and cold and everybody said what's wrong with you? I said, it's cold here man. We, we, this sucks. let's well, go home. We we, nice, nice hot
0: we we had a we've had quite a discussion this morning with uh, another one of our guests about the you know the idea of you know aging and the life expectancy blah 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 but part of it is and i had my kids here visiting last week and we did we they were we were talking i said you know in my even into my 40s I and mean, early 50s I would go up north lots of the time in the winter. I loved to snowboard. And I said to my one daughter who I snowboarded with, I said, something happened and it's physiological. And what you're saying, Freddie and Tim, that it's like you just can't tolerate it the same anymore. And I said to the girls, I said, now I get why people do what I'm doing, which is get out for the four or five worst months because your body just doesn't feel the same anymore.
4: Yeah, and it's, it's so true, so true. I see the uh, the humidity does a little number on oh, that, you know, the curls. On oh, yeah, all, uh, oh, yeah, I'm all... Oh,
0: yeah. I love it. It's, it's, yeah, it's good. It's, it's definitely... Good. Uh, it's, my, 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 my fro has come out. Um, listen, I was, talk, I was talking to somebody about you just a couple of days ago. Not you that uh-huh. didn't tell me who you were. But I said, I know this guy in Italy, and uh, this gentleman I was talking to does... Um, he sort of goes around doing financing for venture capitalist company, capital companies. And I started yeah. talking about this guy that I knew who sort of was in the money raising business. And now he's living in Florence. And, and I said, you know, I asked him about the world of boron and I got a, this is a true story. I said, you know, what do you think about a, the, the idea of a junior mining company? And, mm-hmm. And uh, I said, what about, you know, what about Boron? He was very big on Boron. So just so you know, but he was even more impressed with the fact that I didn't name the company, but I said, I know this guy who started a company and he's at, he's at the point where within a few short years, they could actually be bringing minerals out of the ground. And that's where that really excited him. So maybe pick up on that because just bringing that up with this guy, once I found out what he did, he, he was very impressed and he, he concurred with what you've said. How rare it is for a mining company to get to this point.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely true. Um, you know, it's it's uh, you know uh, to say one one in a thousand is understating the reality. Hmm. It's it's one in several thousand uh, projects that get explored to some degree and uh, and drop because you know the economics aren't there or the politics are wrong of the country. Or the company can't come up with the, the funding it needs or you know, a myriad of, of, of different you know risks and factors involved. And so for a company, you know, to cross that, that, that Rubicon to get to the point in development where you say, Yeah, we're 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 actually developing a mine. Um, there's, there's just you, you can name you know on your fingers and toes the number of junior companies that 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 make it to that point um, yeah, so it's you know it's a rare event and I think that gets lost on a lot of investors um especially the you know the retail investors the institutions get it um and they, you know they know how how rare that is but they're they're sharp about it too because they know that um uh, the retail market tends not to uh, click into that fact until, you know, the company is a long ways down the road. And so, so they, they have the luxury of waiting for, you know, the project to be substantially de-risked. Um, before they start uh, accumulating. So, you know, it's a, once again, you know, the, the big guys win at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Which,
0: and just which to reset smart. here, where are you right now? And just to reset, it's sure. also Boron mm-hmm. One, is what we're talking about, just yes. in case anyone More wasn't on sure. One, yes, yes. name of mm-hmm. the company, yes.
4: uh, listed on the PSX Venture Exchange. Uh, so where we're at is we are going through the the licensing process right now with the government. We've completed all the exploration work, meaning we've uh, we've done, you know, the slow, expensive, risky, really risky part of the job, which is finding uh, a, a mineral body that is economic. And especially when, when you're talking about boron. You can literally name the, the number of boron mines in the world on one hand. That it's it's a very exclusive club, um, and so we're you know we're in very rare company with respect to uh, to that. Um, and so where we're at right now is is uh, we're going through the licensing with the government and uh, um, putting all the what, what we call you know, desktop studies, feasibility studies, um, uh, uh, geological elaborates and so on and so forth, uh, in place right now for our government approvals. Um, fingers crossed that everything goes according to, uh, to plan um, by about this time next year. Um, we'll be, uh, we'll have all our, our, uh, approvals in place, all our feasibility and other studies completed and, and have broken ground on the actual development of the mind. Amazing. So, so we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're, just about at that point where we're ready to, to, to start building. So, you know, get, you know,
0: it's been about a year now almost that we've been uh, talking about it. And, and as, as I've learned more, as we, Freddie and I have learned more about the idea of, would you, and you hit on something I want to just close with. You said there's institutional investors. But a lot of people listening to us, you know, and I always make the provision, listen, we're not, we can't make any claims about stock prices, obviously, and, and investment. But people listening are generally would be retail investors. And I always say, hey, maybe get your Sherpa or our Sherpa to take a look at Boron One. And I guess it is, is... This part of the messaging of our, of this company association with us, you want people just to check out the company
4: exactly right howard um you know please give us a call go to our web website boron1.com and uh check us out have a look give us a call drop us an email be glad to you know spend uh, some time with you get you up to speed on on boron first and foremost and then on our project and what makes it unique and we've got you know some some numbers uh, attached to it that you know blow the analysts hair back they they they're really really impressed with the sort of numbers that uh that we can generate from this project so um it's it's worth having a look into for you know any of your listeners out there that are also investors and want something that uh uh, has uh, a lot of upside potential. Um, yeah, please uh, feel free to give us a call. We'd be more than happy to talk
0: to you. All right, well, that's perfect. That's a great place to end. And, and uh, you heard it from the guy that's running the company. Because when I say it, it's like, yeah, Howard seems interested in this company. And I always say, listen, full disclosure, we're supporting this company because they're supporting us. And at the very least, go and have a look at it. Because, you know, I, I, I think I was, like a lot of people, I had no idea the nature uh, and all the things that are in you know that boron makes in our daily lives uh timmy stay warm <laughs> and uh you. you know I, you, I do think what you said is true i think as you get older you just get more discerning about you know how cold you'll allow yourself to be exactly it's so true so true all right my friend uh we'll talk to you See soon you, tim thanks timmy all right
4: boys all right stay there he is tim daniels talk to you soon. hanging out in Take florence
0: italy me. I love how, I love how the fact that Tim Tim thinks fifteen is cold. That's how you know you've been away from Moose Jaw a long time. Yeah, all relative, eh? Yeah, man. And uh, you're gonna get somewhere warm um, after this week. Uh, we're off for another week, and then we're just uh, plowing through through Christmas. Where uh, you're gonna go to Florida? I'm going to Vero, where it's well above zero. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. You know what's you no know, it's funny about that to me? <laughs> not 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 what you said, cuz that's questionable. But how happy you are. <laughs> it's, it's how happy it makes you. Uh, that's what I enjoy. Oh, because I know it'll tickle your, your cheese nerve. And oh, I love it. tickling your cheese nerve. <laughs> oh, you t- dude, You tickled it. You made it you made it split. Ah, <laughs> uh, Danderan. Yes. Duran. <laughs> yes.
1: Dandoranda. You know, don't I, you remember, like, we used to go skiing and I don't know, wherever it was? In oh, yeah. Lake Louise or in Sunshine or Panorama or Whitefish, Montana. All those places that we, the snow's falling and we we're skiing down the slopes. Daniel? Oh, up, no, I get
0: it. Yeah. I, I, up until so lady friend and I split up. I was 54 up until I was 54. I went snowboarding half a dozen, 10 times a year in the summertime. I did wakeboarding. Like I love that stuff, but there's a point where, and Fred said, you know, like just, I know it's a winter wonderland and we're supposed to embrace it, but I don't think. I think what happens to people as they age is your your blood just doesn't work the same way. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It, Dan, I know you, you, you're the your only one. Does it work? It doesn't work. Will Look you become like? Uh, what is the term? When you feel cold, your warm it, it blood doesn't circulate. It? Yeah, it doesn't circulate the yeah. way it did when we were younger. It just doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Other than yours, because you're a part of the master race. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But
2: yesterday, when we got back from the seniors club, it was just, there was little wisps of snow and it was blowing around and it was gray and cold and it just miserable. And again, it gets back to that thing where, you know, like back centuries ago, why did our ancestors stay here? Why didn't they just get on a goddamn wagon train and head south? But they didn't. No. And, uh, you know, uh, my, uh, son-in-law, Josh, every year he builds a little rink beside the house for Johnny Slapshot. Yeah, we saw and it. My Granddaughter. <laughs> and uh, Johnny will go out there and spend like two three hours eh, without coming in. And I get there and, hey, Papa, come on out on the rink. And the minute I step on that rink, I'm trying to think of when would be a good time to say I want to go back in. I don't want it to be too soon. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave the impression I've lost interest or I don't want to be her.
0: I do, but I just don't want any part of the cold. So it's like, I think, yeah, now I can say i got to go inside. Yeah, now I can. Well, listen, uh, if anything, um, and by the way, speaking of, you know, something that will warm your heart is go and look at how many people have already entered to be on the guest list of the Humble and Fred Gift of Christmas at Kelsey's. That's right, right. on. Join us for uh, some fun time. Have your picture taken next to Dan's giant head. <laughs> and, uh and uh, we'll be, Dan will be there. We'll all be there. The whole th- and Dan will be doing this. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran,
4: a hell of a guy with a hell a big wang, the quintessential <laughs> anchor man. <laughs> his voice is nice and low. Huh.
2: Dan Duran, the anchor man, comes. As asks for credentials. He has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the man's here He's prone to falling off
1: his chair But he's got a big wang, so he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice and low And now,
0: Dan Duran's news Brought to you by EVNet That's evnet.ca uh, 1-800-387-9391 Rent a, an electric vehicle for a, an hour, for a day, for a weekend, for a week Whatever you like, 1 800 387 9391. RentElectric.ca is where you go to find out more and where you go to find out more about the news or the noticias, noticias, as Dan likes to say.
1: On this Giving Tuesday, it's Giving Tuesday. Did you know that? Nope. Giving Did Tuesday. not know that. Why is it Giving Tuesday? Well, we had the Black Friday and then the weekend, you know, for whatever you do. Then there was Cyber Monday and it's Giving Tuesday. So it's just time to time to give to uh, you know to someone else give okay. give some money to a charity of some sort.
0: Oh, and, uh, Giving Tuesday. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Can I, anyway. Can you give them free like something that
0: you didn't have to pay for, like a little <laughs> pair of jeans or something? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know if that's the yep. spirit behind Giving Tuesday.
1: Yeah. Okay. But, you know, hey, maybe donation <laughs> centers will accept some kind of.
0: Well, yeah, although yeah. Uh, no, actually, I take that back. Why? Why shouldn't that be? I mean, if you, yeah, why don't you go and I, gather your clothes. And take it off to, to Value to Village Vinny's or uh, Goodwill or Value Village, can. Dan. Why can't yeah, we give them to go. Value Village?
2: My old jacket be could be someone's new jacket. What's wrong
0: with that? No, I take it back. Right. That's a I've very given, big... and it hasn't cost me a cent. And right. you know what? And you don't need that old jacket. No. And you know, no. if you benefit by having it not cost you anything, that's great.
1: And it doesn't smell like piss yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet. And, <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> it's your old jacket. It's vintage jackets <laughs> to someone else. Anyway, this uh, Giving Tuesday, we find out that 41 workers trapped in a collapsed tunnel in India for 17 days are on the verge of rescue. Alberta Premier Daniel Smith wants to fight over climate policy now because fighting with, with drawing over the CPP and screwing with Alberta health services isn't enough. And Joe Biden threw up 98 Christmas trees in the White House. But let's talk about sugar. Yes. Canadians are not getting sugar like they used to because there's an ongoing sugar strike at Western Canada's largest sugar refinery in Vancouver. I didn't know all this about sugar. I did some uh, deep, dive, sugar dive, mm-hmm. deep sugar dive, a deep sugar dive. Rogers Sugar is uh, owned by Atlantic Inc., So 138 workers walk off the job in late September. The workers are fighting to keep eight-hour shifts that run from Monday to Friday. What the the company wants to do is go 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and they're kind of saying no. So it's a quality of life issue for the workers, and that's what the strike's all about. Meanwhile, uh, there are a lot of people who consume sugar. Like bakeries and uh, you know uh, confectioners and that that need the sugar and they' they 're running out Canada produces one point two million tons of refined sugar a year, according to the canadian sugar institute i didn 't even know there was an institute for sugar, but there is uh, about ninety four percent of that is produced by just three refining operations it's crazy. Vancouver, Toronto, mm-hmm. and Montreal. <laughs> Red Path owns the one in Toronto. We see it down by the lakeshore there. Mm-hmm. Well, I was uh,
2: going to say Red Path is right beside Chorus, um, the Chorus Studio.
1: So you have two failing companies right beside each other.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Rogers Sugar. It operates the refineries in Vancouver and Montreal, and uh, markets its products under the name Rogers Atlantic. Well, that's anyway, interesting they're, information. They're, it's just about over, they think, because they've uh, decided to agree to an arbitration process of some sort. So uh, it may not be. But it's a, a short time of year. You need some sugar. Yeah, man. You know, it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. and Especially
0: yeah, for, As long as there's enough sweets, as long as there's enough syrup or whatever she does for Doll's Bark, then I don't care about the. Uh, as long as yeah, there's think, that.
2: Yeah. I don't know.
0: Does sugar go in that, or is it? Uh, well, it's probably baking condensed sugar. milk? Yeah,
2: or, I, you know, I shouldn't even. I should no. It's brown sugar, right? I there you go. Brown sugar.
1: I shouldn't even talk. I don't know. There's a brown sugar shortage. Yeah. I remember. Um, I thought there was a lot more sugar kicking around. I thought they had like sugar beets or something. I mean, a lot of this stuff is well, right? The cynic in me, you know, there's a
2: bit of a cynic in me. It's it's almost like a lot of these companies take their turns with shortages. And then drive the price up, and then hoard their millions, mm. and then it's the next
0: guy's turn. Oh yeah, they, they take the story, but they, there's I a, just, like there's a big conference somewhere with all the big companies, and they get together. I,
2: I, yeah, yeah. I don't big know, sugar.
0: Howie. Big sugar. Big sugar. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Howie. listen, I can't uh, jump on board that because that sounds. Well, I'm ridiculous. not
2: asking you to. It, it just sounds goes ridiculous. On in His head. All right. This big fat <laughs> bloated head. <laughs>
0: His head. This toque head. Um. Listen, I want. Well, I wanted to tell you that even though I'm not up north, where I am right now, where I'm living, it is beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I was at the grocery store yesterday, and in the last couple of days, it's just become all Christmas. Like Christmas decorations, like there's a Ferrero Rocher display. Including <laughs> Well that That tells it all <laughs> No but you know what I mean Like it wasn't there Two days ago right. All of right. a sudden there's All yes. this Christmas shit Wrapping mm-hmm. Decorations But I, I thought This is good You want to talk about it. This is about to blow Your Your mind There's Christmas trees Here for sale Real Christmas trees What are like you boys? Yes Pardon me
1: sir Like real ones Like uh, mm-hmm. Douglas Like Furt came from, from the, the ground Spruces and, Oh wow
0: Came from the ground Christmas tree And uh, as I was checking out yesterday, they they have them wrapped pretty tightly, like in a mesh. Mm -hmm. And uh, I looked at the price. I thought, oh, I got to tell the boys. What would you say a Christmas tree in Mexico would cost?
2: That's interesting, because obviously I think they would have to import them from the north. And they're expensive here. Like the average Christmas tree here is fifty or sixty bucks Canadian, I would mm-hmm. think, or mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe seventy-five
0: Canadian, fifteen hundred and ninety-nine, one thousand five hundred and ninety-nine pesos, which is what one hundred and fifty bucks.
2: Yeah, see, I'm not surprised. Oh wow! Yeah,
0: yeah man. Hmm. It's in I that guess they're neighborhood. Not
2: flying off the shelves, are they? Well, you well, know, rich Mexicans eh? and the in the in, expats buy them. I guess
0: I don't know who's buying them, but uh, they weren't there Saturday when I was there or Friday. But uh, I thought you'd have find that price point. It's and, and the other thing I see. I took a bike ride yesterday. I see people are already kind of putting up some decorations, and it took me. I was like, oh, because when you're here. And I've had this uh, happen to me where you, I haven't really eased into winter. I it hasn't snuck up on me like it's sort of as with you guys, where you had nice weather in most of November and now it's sort of turning. I'm going to get off that plane in eight days or whatever, nine days, and mm-hmm. it's going to be like oh shit. But here you can sort of see that they're starting to. It's starting to feel like Christmas. It's weird, but it's it's still there.
2: Now does Olia uh,
0: Does she have a Christmas tree
2: traditionally, or is it a fake one out?
0: I don't have the answer To that question Why you put on that voice Whenever Is she going to have A Christmas tree That's me speaking Spanish (laughs) Is it (laughs) Is Juliet Going to have a tree That is my my Spanish (laughs) Oh fuck See do <laughs> Oh
1: fuck Oh fuck
0: <laughs> uh, Okay that's, no, that's That's enough edit-ish. show We got shit to do It's
1: not a language
0: yeah. Yes that's exactly right. Why am I I don't know why I put myself through this Every fucking day I take lessons <laughs> I should just start Talking like this um, Dan Duran uh, Thank you for your service uh, Tomorrow on the program uh, One of Canada's Most famous social Influencers Great guy I'm Actually from Stratford Ontario Daniel Oh Stuart Reynolds A.K.A. Brittle Star Will join us And uh, once again You can uh, email oh, Sorry Do you want to say something there? Uh, I was was want to tell you about The Chambers of Commerce Group insurance plan Oh okay Hang on a second You know I, uh, Let me get back to some Spanish Christmas music <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan Canada's number one Group benefits plan For small business Go to Chamberplan.ca Today Get all the information You need About how your Small business Can become part Of the Chamber Plan Very very doable Again Go to Chamberplan.ca do all the research, you'll find out that the premiums are affordable for small business, and how they do it, how they get there, is very clever. And there's prescriptions and dental and therapies, and a great travel um, uh, insurance package. Fantastic Mel- mental health component. It really is something. Your small business can be part of this. They do a great job of holding the line on premiums year to year as small businesses. Well, that's vital. Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, chamberplan.ca.
0: And uh, once again, come spend uh, a couple hours with us to get ready for Christmas. The tradition continues. Humble and Fred's, Kelsey's, I'll come up with a better title. Humble and Fred's Christmas g- Kel- at Kelsey's. <laughs> Some Humble and Fred, Kelsey's Christmas gift of the holidays. Honest. I wish I was there, because I think you're about to fall off that chair.
1: You know? I would, You know what? Please, come hold me up. I can, <laughs> Maybe that's a, I lo- a new item we could f- sell for uh, Market for Humble and Fred uh, listeners. Uh, a band that holds you to chairs. Well, no, my favorite part <laughs> of that story <laughs> that he told is that he
0: was the guy, he was like the best, the, the best in shape, youngest guy in that class. What the fuck yeah. did the rest of the people look like?
2: Oh, believe me, I should take a picture.
0: Oh, no, Dahl wouldn't let you. So it's December 20th at Kelsey's. Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. Subject line, Kelsey's Christmas
1: or something like that. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. Dan? Okay, this episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Boron1, EVNet.ca, Palma Pasta, Bodog, and Kelsey's. For contests and comments and to get yourself into the big Christmas Kelsey's experience. It's Humble and Fred at HumbleAndFredRadio.com. Humble and Fred at HumbleAndFredRadio.com. Tell us what you think while you're at it, and uh, tell your friends about it. Subscribe to this podcast. It really all helps us out. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. Remember, real Christmas trees make you happy, no matter the
2: cost.
1: Enjoy every gore day. jazz
2: the get-fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans, or just clap your hands, or just clap your hands. Where's that?